Hello and welcome to your GG Replay for Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. GG Replay is of course a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show where we break down the latest in gaming news hosted by us, the Goodnight Groofs, a place for games and a place for goofs. You know, we're still workshopping the slogan here. Um, my name is Paul. I'm usually joined by Matt or occasionally by Mike, but today I am rolling solo dolo today. And this is, as you can tell, if you are watching on YouTube, this is an audio only episode, um, but it is going to be a, um, and so it won't make a difference to you on the audio feed is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> You're just like, oh, okay, sounds the same. Uh, all right, so we're going unchecked. It probably will be a bit of a shorter episode today just because I'm solo, so there's no uh, none of our typical banter that we have. So it's just going to be a little bit different today. All right, so let's move into the show. Just a reminder to everyone that if you come across any necessary corrections in today's episode, please send them to ggreplayshow at gmail.com or head down to the YouTube comments below so we can address them in the next episode. All right, so everyone, I want you to know, I usually tell Matt this, but I'm telling you this, the reviews are in. And boy, oh boy, do we have some awesome reviews to talk about today. Um, well, I, I, you know, that's kind of an oversell. Um, we have one review to talk about today. That is Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. Got a 74 on Open Critic as of the, the recording of this episode, and it is going to be out tomorrow on Thursday. Now, <clears throat> this game... It looks pretty good. Uh, I, I, I won't lie; it doesn't look terrible. It's mostly uh, like I think it's like a card-based game, uh, kind of like a almost like playing like Magic: the Gathering or Hearthstone or something to that degree, digital card game. Um, but it's focused on single player, and there's like a story element to it. Uh, I think it kind of reminds me of some of those older Yu-Gi-Oh games that used to have that kind of feature. Uh, so, so kind of cool. Uh, I don't think it's really something for me particularly. I'll be honest with you, but I do, I do like it. So uh, you know. Uh, good on them. 74 is an okay score. Um, I don't know if that's going to change as time goes on, but uh, it looks like an indie. So, you know, not not too bad. Not a bad showing. The art's pretty cool. Definitely something to check out. Um, I watched the Noisy Pixel review, as uh, we usually do on this show. It's one of our top reviews we like to watch, uh, and they, uh, they gave it a pretty positive review. All right, let's talk about stories today, because we have some interesting stories to talk about. First, importantly... Nintendo Switch's online uh, N64 emulation has been met with criticism. Now, this is an interesting story. So we've been kind of following this recently with Nintendo Switch Online Plus, uh, which is their new service where they give you uh, one DLC from Animal Crossing um, New Horizons and then access to N64 and Sega Genesis emulator games, um, but only a few of them. Uh, and this uh, this has kind of been met with criticism because it raised the price over double on Nintendo Switch Online, which is already kind of a questionably uh, a questionable service to be charging money for, uh, because you know their online service has leaves a lot to be desired. It could probably be a free online service like it used to be. Uh, it feels like they're kind of doing keeping up with the Joneses and going like, oh, you know, everyone else is charging for online, so we can too. But it doesn't really work when you don't have a proper system for like even voice chat. You got to use your phone, and they show that in the videos. It's pretty embarrassing. So, uh, Nintendo Switch Online, uh, you know, we we saw this with the N sixty four emulator. We're seeing footage here of like uh, Legend of Zelda uh, playing in this. Uh, I believe Ocarina of Time. Uh, there's input lag. Um, there's a good few milliseconds of input lag. It's not going to matter to everyone, but when you can see the game running flawlessly without input lag and then seeing that on Nintendo Switch Online that you're paying over double four from the regular online, which already probably isn't worth the money, 
really makes you start questioning whether or not this is a worthwhile service. Um, there's also some other criticisms kicking around. You can definitely check that out. Um, the article that uh, that I referenced here uh, was from, of course, Video Game Chronicle, uh, Video Games Chronicle, who we like to follow. Um, but in general, there's also issues with button mapping, uh, issues with like the C buttons and the C stick, uh, and just other issues, kind of trying to push you to to go ahead and use the their own N64 controller that they're they're selling. Uh, which is not amazing considering, you know, again, these are 25-year-old games. They should just kind of play. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about something a little bit different. Uh, but equally, well, I would say this, the, the Nintendo Switch thing was disappointing. Disappointing. This is, uh, you know, probably a relief. Um, the BlizzCon line, uh, which is what Blizzard's been doing for a while uh, since the pandemic, they've moved... Uh, BlizzCon to an online event. Um, BlizzCon line, which was going to be in February 2022, has been canceled. Uh, so, you know, this is kind of, I mean, this is pretty much a direct reaction. They don't necessarily say this, but to some of the media stuff that's been going on here, um, you know, the company's clearly been trying to face, um, you know, these allegations, but doing a pretty bad job with all the workplace harassment stuff. Uh, so, you know, that's that's what's happening here. We're, we're losing this. Um, you could say it's because there's not a lot going on there or anything else. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think the main issue here is simply that a lot of the fun of BlizzCon or the draw of BlizzCon, pardon me, the draw of BlizzCon anyway, was that, you know, people wanted to see their favorite developers. They wanted to be part of that community that Blizzard had. And now that community and those developers, or at least a lot of them, have been tarnished, um, you know, often by their own behavior and their own actions. But it's still, uh, you know, it's it's tough for, for Blizzard now to come out here and, and be like, hey, look at all of our favorite people here that everyone loves, uh, you know, because a lot of those people have left the company and the few people that haven't left the company, you know, they may not only be shining uh, you know, shining a light on those people right now. They might be, it seems like they're really moving more towards trying to get teams and stuff to talk to, uh, to talk to the community at large and focusing less on big personalities. So, you know, that's a thing. All right, let's move on a little bit to something kind of funny here. <laughs> Far Cry 6, uh, you know, there's, this was, this was an issue this week, you know, Far Cry 6 had mixed reviews, I think mostly positive, but there were definitely people who you know, had a negative reaction. Uh, Matt had a pretty mixed reaction himself. We, uh, he did a, you may have seen it on our YouTube channel on Goodnight Groups. Uh, Matt did do a video review of Far Cry 6, so definitely check that out. It's pretty interesting. It gives you some good insight to what's going on with that game from uh, someone who would call themselves, I think, a longtime Far Cry fan. Uh, so yeah, so, so what we're seeing here um, is essentially, you know, people aren't playing the game as much, I guess, and Tech bloggers are losing their mind because Far Cry 6 right now, Ubisoft, is emailing people um, uh, and calling you a failure if you stop playing the game. They're basically doing it under the guise of the character, El Presidente, the character that, you know, um, um, pardon me, uh, Giancarlo Esposito plays. Uh, in the in the game, and so uh, it's kind of like, oh, you'll fa you failed. You're never going to you know make a difference. You're never gonna you know, overthrow me if you can only play. If you only put three hours in, like that's chump change. You're a failure, uh, which is kind of funny. I mean, if you're gonna, I think you know this isn't unprecedented. We see a lot of companies doing this. You know, World of Warcraft, Blizzard. You know, you'll see things going trying to get you to come back to Azeroth. Now it's a subscription based game, so I mean, definitely they're they're they really want you to come back and pay that subscription. But you know, same thing with Far Cry 
January 6th, I think they want you to come back and buy microtransactions or just, you know, give hype and, and, and give them numbers uh, of, you know, playing, you know, people playing the game and, and just kind of building that, that wave, even if you've already play, paid for the game. So I think, I think it's pretty reasonable to expect you can unsubscribe from this email and it'll stop bothering you. It's just a marketing email. I think as far as being a marketing email, it's actually pretty funny. Um, but yeah, as I said earlier, at the, at the start of this, uh, tech reviewers are losing their minds. Uh, initially, this was a thing that uh, Brandon Sinclair shared on Twitter uh, saying that uh, they're hassling you um, and it's ruthless uh, you know, the quote here on Twitter, normalize letting people stop playing a game if they're not enjoying it. You know, it's, yeah, it's fine. Normalize, you are allowed to stop playing a game if you don't enjoy it. You know, they're not forcing you to play the game. This is just kind of a funny email, you know, that corporations do. I mean, I'm not saying that this practice is necessarily the perfect practice, but I think if you're going to do it, this is kind of a funny one. So I don't know what to tell you um, out there in, uh, in the blogosphere, but you might need to relax a little bit because <laughs> it's, not, it's not that bad. Um, it's pretty entertaining, I would say, overall. Um all right, moving on. Let's talk about something kind of interesting. You know, we talk about a lot of rumors and leaks. We don't have a ton today, but we do have one pretty interesting one. There was uh, rumors before of this game uh, called Warner Bros. Multiversus. And boy, oh boy, um, we have got some leaks. Uh, Hungrybox on Twitter comes to us with these leaks. Um, first off, a character select screen, uh, which seems to show levels and fighter type icons. That's a quote from the tweet. Um, and we have some crazy characters and some pretty awesome cartoony styles here. We have Steven Universe, Adventure Time uh, characters. We have uh, Finn and Jake. We have Batman and Harley Quinn, Superman, Wonder Woman, Gandalf uh, from, from Lord of the Rings, yes. Uh, Rick and Morty, Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny. Uh, and it looks like some kind of new weird little reindeer dog thing <laughs> as well that seems to be a new character of some kind. Um, so pretty wild. Um, there was also a leak on YouTube from the, the roster um, that actually showed it, it running a bit. Um, and it does seem that Hungrybox got a cease and desist uh, and a copyright strike from Warner Brothers from this, uh, which would lead me to imagine at this scenario that this is a real leak, that this, you know, we should be giving credence to this. This is a legit leak. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, looks to be like, you know, after we just saw the failure, I would say it's fair to say failure of um, Nickelodeon's All-Star Brawl or whatever that's called, something something of like that, the, the Nickelodeon Smash Brothers uh, ripoff. I think uh, this is pretty cool to see another game like this come out that hopefully has some more money and some more talent and some more work behind it. Um, you know, I, I think the the Nick game wasn't terrible, but I think ultimately it was unfinished and the sound design was abysmal with having no voices and, and the music uh, not being iconic and that kind of thing. You know, I think there was a lot to be missing, a lot to be left uh, left to be desired in that. So ultimately this looks pretty cool. Um, you know, this is a leak we've been hearing about before and now we're getting some real, it, what feels like confirmation of rumors here and, and we're seeing some pretty legit looking character selects uh, leaks and things. So pretty exciting. Uh, I will be following this game for sure because, you know, I'm not someone who owns a Nintendo console right now. I'm not one of the hundred plus million people who have a Switch, um, but I do, I do like a Smash Brothers kind of game, um, and I would enjoy playing that. The, the, the Nickelodeon game did seem like something I would enjoy, but it just feels a little too unfinished. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to checking out this game and hoping that it will kind of uh, shine where Nickelodeon ultimately failed. 
All right, and we'll move on to a final story of the day. Xbox hardware sales rose by 166% as Game Pass continues to grow. Uh, this is this is awesome. I always love to see some positive stuff about uh, Xbox sales. This is on GameSpot, this article here. Uh, and we're mainly just talking about uh, Microsoft's latest earnings report, earnings report that showed Xbox hardware grew by 166%. Uh, and, you know, I think when they spoke to the CFO and, and people were, were asking about this Game Pass, um, did see growth, and that's being, uh, you know, touted as one of the things uh, that helped to drive hardware. Now, that's really exciting because, as we know, we talked about earlier, uh, I think this week or maybe last, I think it was last week, that Game Pass did not meet Microsoft's expectations uh, this year. It did not meet, or this quarter, it was uh, below their sales estimations, um, but still it went up by a lot. You know, I think it was like up by 38% or something and they expected it to go up by like, you know, 50 or something like that. So it was still a, a very, very good increase in Game Pass subscriptions. You know, it was nothing, nothing you would ever shy away from, you know, nothing you would ever say, you know, you know, it's much better than a kick in, a kick in the head. So <laughs> ultimately, um, I, I think ultimately this is really cool. I love to see Game Pass continuing to grow. Um, clearly it is making, uh, you know, a dent in, in uh it's making an effect having an effect on xbox hardware sales um even though it's hard to get a series x they're still selling well i think we're seeing these you know on track to sell better than the previous generation did especially compared to like ps4 to ps5 generation i think games are just selling better in general and we're getting a little bit more of an even field between the the two major companies here uh, and game pass is continuing to drive that which is awesome especially when we have forza horizon 5 coming out in just a week or two uh and also Halo Infinite coming out in just over a month. So pretty cool. Um, obviously, multiplayer will be free, which is cool. But, you know, there's probably going to be some perks on Game Pass in addition to having campaign, uh, you know, free day one on Game Pass or included day one on Game Pass. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, love to see it. I myself uh, just recently got rid of my Xbox One. I'm playing on PC more now, um, but I still Game Pass is the main place where I play my games, even if it's on PC Game Pass. So it didn't really drive Xbox hardware sales for me, um, but I think it definitely is. And I definitely did consider getting a Series S for that very purpose. All right, everyone. Well, you know what? Um, that is mostly going to be it for today's GG Replay. But before we head out of here, I just want to remind you that if you enjoy GG Replay and all of our other content over on goodnightgrooves.com, like the Game Grooves podcast and the blog, and you're feeling super generous, take a look at our Patreon over at patreon.com slash goodnightgrooves to see if any of our three current support tiers might interest you. The $3 plus tier will get you early access to our weekly podcast, Game Grooves. Normally it comes out on a Sunday, but you can get it on a Friday and listen to it cruising into the weekend. Uh, also, you know, this show is obviously uh, an audio-only podcast uh, on podcast apps, but we do have a video-only version or video and audio version on YouTube. Um, so if you're listening on a podcast app, we would really appreciate if you can give us a five-star rating or a thumbs up or a like or anything that you can it means so much to us if you leave us a review we will mention it on the show we are just looking for some engagement it takes about 10 seconds for you but it means the world to us also if you're on youtube feel free to leave a comment thumbs up we do shout out people who are leaving comments shout out uh, we got another comment from derek versus the world on the weekend thank you so much for your uh, comment on the recent game groups episode we're glad you're enjoying all of our stuff we're glad everyone out there is enjoying all of our content 
that is going to be it um, for today's GG replay for Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. Obviously a bit of a short show today because it's just me without Matt. Hard to do as much of our trademark bantering, but we will be back again on Friday with another normal and fantastic GG replay getting close to Halloween. We have a special game groups also coming out on Sunday, Halloween day. Uh, and it will be spooky, I will tell you right now. A special Halloween spooktacular on Game Groups. So you do not want to miss it. Good night, Groups.